0: So, amidst technical difficulties and life struggles, we are back for another episode of Pop Culture. As per usual, it's your girl Monroe, and today I am so graciously joined by a person that has put up with me for, like, three days trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> Please, introduce yourself.
1: <laughs> hey, guys. It's Taylor, the drummer from the band Norflet.
0: And as How you doing? all of you have heard i did play one of their tracks before um if you haven't done so yet go listen to it go stalk them on socials you know in a healthy way like stalk the band go listen to their music (laughs) (laughs) oh great intro i know (laughs) clearly i need sleep (laughs) so how tell me a bit of how northlet started how did you guys come to be
1: yeah sure so um cody and i have known each other cody my bandmate uh in Norfolk, who does every other element of it because i only play the drums just that's um my skill in life uh he uh and i have known each other for quite some time now um since yeah yeah we uh, we met um playing in an old band together when uh i was still in high school um and so we did that for a little bit. And then, um, yeah, after that band disbanded, after I went off to college, um, uh, Cody and I just kept in touch and just sort of wanted to keep making music together, that's what we liked doing. And that was, a, that was a big part of you know how we met in the first place. And so we just started tossing ideas back and forth and uh, I would come in and uh, yeah, we would just start kind of writing and jamming on stuff. And eventually we decided, fuck it, let's record it. <laughs> and that was how the first Norflat P happened. Yeah.
0: Dope, dope. So, Norflet, interesting name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I Google things, right? So I figured out it was a town. So <laughs> what, what is there a special reason for the name Norflet that you can tell these lovely listeners?
1: Uh, yeah, you're correct. It is a town, and it is a town in... You, uh, Arkansas? Yes, it is a town and I believe it's Arkansas. Um, do a closer review on that before I misspeak about my own man's name. What um, city? Arkansas. I was correct. Yeah, it is Arkansas. It is a population of 797 people as of the 2018 census. So it's a tiny fucking town in Arkansas and it is where Cody's grandparents grew up.
0: That's super so that, sweet.
1: I like that. Yeah, so that is that is the genesis of that name. He just we were just tossing around names, and um, he said Norflet and I was he's like that's a town. I was like that sounds that's interesting. That'll do. <laughs> Our previous band uh, was named Cordial Roy, so it's like we were short of you know not used to being in bands with dumb names. So at least this <laughs> one had some meaning. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, you said Corduroy, I thought of, um, did you ever read, like, all those fucking children's books, and it was, like, Corduroy Bear or some shit? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: That's yeah, like... yeah, I, I definitely read that, so it was funny that the name, so the actual, the name of the old band was Cordial Roy, which was because at the time, Cody was apparently obsessed with Corduroy as a item, and so <laughs> that is how that, so yes, we, we're, we're no stranger to dumb band names in our lifetime
0: so i know you guys are on i was gonna say separate sides of the world but that's not accurate you guys are in two different (sighs) states
1: (laughs) he's based in paris france yes
0: (laughs) so has covid affected your recording process at all how have you guys dealt with this you know
1: yeah um yeah, so we're based in we're about half the half the country's length apart. Um, he's based in the Texas area in Waco, Texas, and I'm based out of Los Angeles. Um, but obviously, I I grew up in Texas and, and moved out here after school. Um, I mean, as far as our process, it's the exact same as it was. Um, since we were already operating on the basis of being a band that actually get together like once or twice a year when I go home for the holidays or something, um, we're pretty much at our normal operating capacity, which is we any, any, you know, we're, we're in the process of working on an album right now. He sends demos and ideas, um, and records them. And then I, I work on them remotely just in my garage. And, um, then I, I record all the drums here in LA, um, with an engineering buddy and he does, um, he does everything else back there. So really we were already a, a band operating under like a COVID, world uh, we were already like a quarantine band before quarantine uh, was bands were a thing um so that was kind of how we 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 were perfectly conditioned for that because that's how we've always had to operate since i we haven't it's been a uh, long time since we've lived in the same city and pretty much more or less haven't lived in the same city during the entire time Northwood itself has been a band
0: yeah Mm -hmm. nice so what inspired you to get into music
1: I started playing drums, um, uh, I guess officially permanent, uh, officially, uh, like school band is, uh, when I was like 12. Um, but my, I got into that because my uncle has been, is, is still a drummer. Um, and so I used to always like growing up as a kid, I'd like always be around like the kid in his house and stuff. And I was like super into it. Um, and so when it came time to actually play, like, you know, get a real instrument after they move you off for quarters, um, which suck. I uh, knew I wanted to play drums. They tried to make me play, uh, tried to make me play the fucking French horn, but I wanted none of that. And I wanted to play <laughs> snare drums, so I started doing that. And then um, after that, uh, grad, like my middle school
2: grad or whatever,
1: my parents got me my first full drum kit, which was awesome, and they were super chill about me pushing the shit out. Of that. It's just, yeah, that's been my instrument ever since then. Um, I, I briefly toyed with the idea of becoming a multi instrumentalist and bought an acoustic guitar when I first moved out to LA. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: and I learned oh, two chords.
1: Well, I took I had one stripe one stripe lesson with Cody, um, and when <laughs> she taught me two chords, and then I never picked it up again. And I finally sold it this year because it was just taking up space.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, at least something came from it, right? <laughs> yeah. So,
2: do
1: you guys have any upcoming projects? Uh, yeah, so I, just, I mentioned this a little bit ago, we're working on. Um, yeah, we're working on our for our debut album. Every song has um, been released. So, all the recent singles we've done, so still bloom, Oxmont, the Oxmonts, and cardinals, uh, which is our most recent release have or all singles from it. Um yep. Yeah. And, and and we are kinda of just slowly but steadily working through finishing it. All the drums. Uh I just recently finished up all the drums here. Um and so yeah, we're working on it through the rest of the way and kinda of hoping that um, you know, we can get it out by we don't have any hard, fast set date in mind. We're just hoping that maybe by end of end of year, closer to later fall to so maybe early next year, playing it by ear, Obviously uh um, you know uh, that's it. COVID. I guess even for us, still has maybe slowed. Has it definitely still I guess. uh COVID uh, has for us slowed stuff down. I guess you mentioned. You asked how how has it changed us? It has. Ch- it actually has slowed us down a little bit. I did have to. I, I had, but uh, we were at least doing the drums at a pretty decent clip here, and that stalled out for a second. So that kind of put us. You know. So yeah, we we we've seen some setbacks too, but um, hoping that uh, yeah, this this debut LP will be out um later this year. Fingers crossed.
0: Definitely excited for that.
1: Which is also the name of which is also the name of a song on the album. Um, yeah.
0: So you said all you do is drums. Does that mean Cody writes all the music?
1: Yup. <laughs> exactly what that means. He does every single other element. He plays all the instruments. He writes all the lyrics. He more or less orchestrates and structures the songs and um he sings he sings uh, all the vocals all those lyrics he writes he also sings them so uh yeah but i hit shit um and (laughs) i hit shit and i hit shit effectively enough that he doesn't want to find anyone else to do that for him so um yeah yeah no but every every other single part of it uh is him so you know uh kudos to him for really being um Norflet and me being another part of like the t in Norflet as far as like you know contribution to the band goes but um we share it 50 50 like it's a true like it's a true split
0: <laughs> well that's awesome that's, that's pretty cool that you guys have found a know, what word am i looking for a healthy measure that you're both okay with
1: yeah i mean you know in any other given band in any other normal band situation you'd probably have you know at least two other members to help even out duties but you know when we're a two-piece band that operate there's no reason to have a full lineup of a full you know a full scale-sized band we aren't playing anything um show-wise and also this way we have complete and total control over everything right um which works for us mm-hmm.
0: that's good so, because you guys are on, on, you are in different states, and, you know, you don't really see each other with, like, a high frequency, what is a typical band day like? What is a recording day like for you guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, considering we don't see each other most of the way that we or don't see each other more than, like, once or twice a year, like I said, usually um, just when I'm home. Um, and and anytime that happens, it's almost like, almost never about music anyway. We just are hanging out because we haven't seen each other. Um, yeah, we're almost, we're almost always just, yeah, just kind of hanging out. Um, God, sorry for the beeping that you're constantly getting. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you can cut i out. I'm, I'm trying to like pause thoughts so you don't get a bunch of this in your take, but, but are they opening every single window in my goddamn house? like it, it beeps in here anytime someone opens a door a window like but it triggers in our bedroom and i don't know why it's beeping so much i don't know what people are opening but they're opening shit
2: um i
1: hope we're not hope i'm not being broken into at this exact moment um so can you repeat the question please Either, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, for us, so yeah, we we only see each other, um, yeah, like once or twice a year. So anytime, <laughs> anytime we do see each other, it is you know we try to like not even really talk too much about music um, or about the band specifically because also again we're just long term, long term, long term, long time friends. Um, And so we try to just kind of hang out and chill when we can. But, you know, as far as, like, talking, um, as far as the way that we handle the band, I guess, is generally we talk, you know, we just talk on the phone a couple times a week, just call each other and catch up on anything band-related or in general, again, just catch up, see what's going on uh, with each other. And, yeah, I mean, as far as the way that a band day goes, as far as the way we approach, let's say, a recording day, um, you know, like, within, like, a week or two of an advance of, like, when we know that I'm going to, like, go record drums, let's say. Um, Cody so will start sending me demos, um, of, of drum demos that are, you know, mostly just pretty much a very rough scratch track of a song. I'm um, usually just maybe the rhythm guitar, like, and that's it. Um, just to give me the formula, the formulae basis of just every section that's going to go into it. And then, um, yeah, and then I work on that. Um. Uh, here, usually just with an electric kit, or for a while it was with an electric kit. Now I have a different setup, but um, I can just track some quick demos, send them back to them. We just do a little bit of back and forth on that. And then, um, but again, the, the way we both kind of, the way we kind of operate, it's sort of like neither of us really have too much by the way of notes for each other. Cause we both just kind of trust, neither of us play each other's instruments. And therefore we both just kind of like, you know what you're doing. I like what you do. Cool. Um. <laughs> keep doing it good job squirt and so that's us um and yeah so and then and then you know then i'll go in and i'll I'll record and get everything over to him um to you know do the rest of it but yeah other than that it's our usual operating you know we don't do rehearsals or anything like that um we just chat and then he'll send me stuff and i'll work on it and you know we'll just work that way but i feel like a lot of the time that we talk um in a week is not usually all too Norfolk-related sometimes. Sometimes a lot of times we just, you know, just chat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and Bring up the band as needed.
0: Solid. Work, <laughs> smart, not hard. Makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> so, of shows that you have performed at, um, what is your favorite moment?
1: So we have played um, one entire show during our uh, tenure as a band. Um, the pinnacle of success for any band, of course, is you know playing that one show. And our single show was a very cool little show, though it was an acoustic set since we are just a two-piece band that does not play two-piece music. And so it was an acoustic set with just Cody on our acoustic guitar, me playing a cajon, um, just in a little wood box. And um, but that the the show we played was for at this brewery in the Houston area that um did a specialty beer release um to celebrate our still bloom single uh releasing which was really cool um i still have a can up here which is really nice and um yeah that was like the one show we played um so you know the 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 actual set itself not maybe not necessarily anything super special about just an acoustic set but it was a really cool moment because it was for a you know Beer that was made for a thing we did, which was wild, because we are both are also big beer, like craft beer fans, and that and beer snobs. And so, um, (laughs) it was really cool to uh, get to like have that be a thing that was in any way related to something I also did. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that was really sick. And playing acoustic sets aren't that fun, but I did it for the beer.
0: A valid reason um yeah so i was gonna say show me the can but i already saw the can so it's okay
1: <laughs> yeah we can we can try to refake them you know you can try to make that moment genuine again but um you know you've seen it
0: i've seen it it's okay <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's a it's a it's
0: a can it's a can um you know, but i also like craft beer i'm for it so i completely understand you sacrificing your love of non-acoustic sets for to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll I'll do what I need to to drink some beer, and if that is sitting on a wood box and playing it, I guess I'll do it.
0: <laughs> so if you could tour with anyone, who would it be and why?
1: So in our immediate genre, um, we both really love and are definitely influenced by the bands The Wonder Years and anyone who listens to Norflit, or sorry, anyone, obviously, that I know that therefore knows Norflit, then I played some Wonder Years for, and I was like, is that, that Cody? I'm like, no, but he will appreciate that compliment highly. Um, <laughs> so Wonder Years is a big influence for us and a band that we would love to tour with, as far as just bands that fit into our general genre and scene. Other bands, that would be great. Um, the Menzingers are another one we're a huge fan of. I mean, like the Hotelier I really love, that kind of stuff would be really cool. Uh, t- tiny moving parts too, with bands like that. But outside of our scene, a thing that I've always kind of like joked um, with about Cody is that to me, like, Norfolk is at its core, like, a metal band that doesn't play metal. Um, just as far as the song, the way that we structure our songs with them having like, so many different sections in one single song that, like, maybe it'll get played once or twice and it's not gonna ever come back to it. It's the way that we orchestrate the, our song structures This actually reminds me much more of a metal band than anything else um we just don't play metal um cody has quite the soft angelic voice um and it uh, doesn't uh you know i couldn't imagine him just like absolute screaming and i can't play bat- blast beats for shit so um or double or double bass for that matter so like we can't really he, he can play but cody actually used to be in a metal band and so he is in that place i'm not but as as a band, we kind of remind me more of a metal band at times, more than anything else, based on the way we write our songs. Um, which is to say, if we could tour with any metal band, who would it be? Um, I have to say, actually, who who would? I, I don't know. I don't really have a real answer to that question. There's plenty of metal bands we we love, but uh, we couldn't tour with them. We'd get the, laughed out of the venue. <laughs> Just shoot a name <laughs> with our sad boy ass shit. Um. <laughs> yeah, we're both huge fans of the band Cattle Decapitation. So if I could get to tour with, uh, meet Travis Ryan and tour with them, that'd be sick.
0: That would be sick, but hilarious. <laughs> Imagine how that would play out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be. I mean, people, If I, I imagine we would go on first, so people would absolutely assume they came to the wrong show, um, or we just wonder what the fuck we were doing. What is this sad boy emo shit that's happening on the stage right now? <laughs> There's no pit, to, you can't pit to this.
2: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> so, what is one of your biggest peeves?
1: Um, Things that bother me. Um, all the windows in my house being open for whatever reason. Um
0: <laughs> and then beeping noise. And
1: it beeping in my room a lot. That that always annoys me. Um uh the fact that the alarm system in my house specifically triggers in our room. Uh
2: <laughs>
1: which is fine, it's safe, but sometimes I'm like, why? What is this? Uh other things uh that bug me. Door, uh, people who walk into a room, particularly a room I'm in, cause it's obviously my pet peeve, and the door is shut. And when they leave the door, the room, maybe they don't they, close that door all the way, and I don't get it. I don't. I'm just like because then I get up, and then it, and then I get up, and I close the door, and it feels like a really big passive aggressive gesture. But really, I just wanted the door to be uh, you know shut as I uh,
0: just, just close as it. As i me.
1: as I left it. Yes, um, <laughs> but uh, and yeah. That's a peeve of mine. Um, these are all things related to my home, I just said. Um, <laughs> other, let's see, what other things peeve me? Um, people who won't wear their fucking masks in public in the middle of a pandemic, people. Get your yeah. fucking pride out of your face. You look stupid.
2: <laughs> oh, so true. <laughs> oh,
0: don't even know it. I work a customer-facing job.
1: Oh, I don't envy you.
0: Yeah, it's it's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I no. I put the days of customer service behind behind me, and I am never t- turning back.
0: Look at you. Bless you. <laughs> yeah, I need to. Oof
1: so favorite color <laughs> favorite color yes there we go um great segue um <laughs> I you.
2: like
1: I <laughs> yeah I wear actually funny I'm not no I, never mind I am wearing black today. I was like I'm not wearing black today I looked down I'm wearing black shorts of course I was yeah <laughs> um, and I was wearing a black hoodie like literally when we started this so um yep. and I then do, the
0: beeping started and you
1: got angry. <laughs> yes I did I had to lose the jacket because it was just you know too much I needed there, I, yeah. Uh, I need their bullies. Um, So black is a favorite of mine, because considering that most of my t-shirts are black in color mostly, um, I don't really buy anything white because, not that I dislike it, but because I don't like to wash things separately. Um, And I don't want to accidentally spill anything on it. And so that's why I don't like to buy white clothing. So black is a generally favored color for me. that's my universal go-to. Um, you know, anything in the black spectrum, uh, some grays. Um, you know, uh, grayscale approaching black, anything like that. I will. Uh, I will frequent. Um, and sometimes I like blue if I want to dash a color.
0: <laughs> well, you know, black goes with everything, so that's Good fair. God. If you guys were to get a call Tomorrow, and they said, Hey, we have a really good idea of narrating the entire movie of Northlet and its rise to stardom. Who would you want to be the voice of that biopic?
2: All
1: right. So, first off, a random thing I just noticed is I had my Northlet Google still open. Um, As of 2010, the census of the town was 844, and as of 2018, it's at 797. So, Um, the town is getting smaller, apparently, um, so that's, that's random, but it's a three hour flight from LA, and I could get there for, from $90, so, keep flying if I ever want to go visit. Um, (laughs) yeah, um, wait, you're... The whole town. Co- Sorry, I'm gonna get back to this question about narration, but also apparently the whole. I this is me on air uh, with my band talking about my band Northlet and also learning about the town Northlet in the process. So it's also like great, like you know, geography lesson or something. Um, the whole town is just over two square miles. That is
2: that's a small town. That's very tiny. God, I hate
1: that. Who? I have to ask Cody what his grandparents' life was like growing up there. Um,
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I would lose my mind. All right, back to who would narrate our story. We have two answers, actually. I think the last time we did this, I came at you with one. I've got a second answer. Um, This is, again, the only thing that Cody and I consulted each other on before I did this. (laughs) Our our first answer, uh, and it stays the same, because I also just bought this movie on Blu-ray the other day, because I didn't own it, and it was cheap on Amazon. Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. Um,
0: nice,
1: nice. Specifically in the lighthouse, could, you could get a variety of Willem Dafoe roles uh, that work as service providers. And honestly, I would also take Robert Pattinson in the lighthouse as well. Though they could trade off for all I care. I mean, I, they could. They, anytime they're talking about like Cody, that to be Willem Dafoe, they're talking about me, that to be Robert. I don't care. You could, you could make it work. Like it, I would. I, I, I love that movie so much. So it would, it would be great. We also talked about um, the other option would be. Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Oh, my God. Um,
1: <laughs> yes. Because uh, oh. we're also both big It's Always Sunny fans.
0: I love that. that. I'm, like, I'm picturing both, and then my mind, this weird thing, and it pictured all three, and it's just crazy up there.
1: Hey, if they all want to <laughs> take a crack at it, like, you know, big story in hell.
0: <laughs> so a zombie apocalypse who would your apocalypse partner be not cody
1: <laughs> not cody all right um so i'm assuming he's already died um <laughs> which is sad but i'll assume he's. sorry cody. He's, i'm assuming he's dead um uh, let's see who would i mean it would be nice to keep his zombified you know, remains shambling. Cause maybe it could keep me safe. If people think that if I'm with the zombie, I'm also the zombie. I don't know if that's how zombie, uh, mentalities work, but, um,
0: <laughs>
1: just, you know, I did. I'll keep my options open. Um, who else would I have in my, um, zombie apocalypse party? Um, let's see. Ken Forey from Dawn of the Dead. Um, the OG Dawn of the Dead. I would like to keep him there. Um, dude seems cool as shit. And, um, uh, why not, um, why not having, um, the, the, the the main character from the video game Dead Rising. Um, (laughs) I don't remember his name, but I played that game when I was, like, I don't know when that game came out. I was probably, like, in 6th grade or something, but, you know, that dude was really skilled at, uh, Killing zombies, I mean, as, as, as he played with him, and making weapons out of anything. So, like, he seems like he'd be pretty good in a zombie apocalypse-type situation if it happened for real. It um,
0: handy, for sure.
1: And then Michelle Obama would be my third. Um, if I could you know, just fulfill my full party. Yeah,
0: there Oh, <laughs> well, she'd be a badass.
1: Oh, those arms? Yeah, she'd fucking, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: So what would be your zombie-destroying
1: weapon of choice? Um, let's see. Hmm. I was going to say I was going to go back to the lighthouse and say the thing that whatever Robert Pattinson uses to kill that seagull, but I realized he actually just uses the seagull and slams it a bunch, and I don't want to kill zombies with a dead seagull. That seems morbid.
2: Um...
1: <laughs> So um
2: the uh,
1: perhaps the Green Goblin glider from the first Spider Man movie, um that Willem Defoe uses. Um because it's both a weapon and an efficient means of transport. Um so, you know, two birds, one stone. Um, I think that I think that would be my my apothel. I think, um, I'm like I don't know, like a fucking sword or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> guns
1: are gonna run out of bullets eventually.
2: True,
0: very true. It's like when you see like a show. And they just end up finding all these cars and I'm like, there's no way you're finding all these cars that have fucking gasoline in them. There's no way. Oh, and any
1: zombie, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always curious how they're keeping that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and how they haven't run out of where they're finding all this ammo still fucking where they haven't unload all yeah, like, You've been in this shit for like 20 years. How are you? Are you making <laughs> are your own bullets so- at this point? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah.
0: laughs> so nothing to do with zombies. What's your favorite food?
2: <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh,
1: uh. Well, well, white zombies. I was gonna say humans. Um.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 At least you know you never starve. <laughs> that's,
2: that's true,
1: I guess. Um, I did actually just finish watching Hannibal for the first time recently, the TV series. Um. Since oh all my the god, it's so good. Before. It is incredibly good. I'm, I, I hate myself for sleeping on that one for so long. It was great. Anyways, um, aside from cannibalism, um, you know, the other <laughs> foods I eat in my day-to-day life. Um, I eat a lot of... I had sushi twice yesterday, so I eat a lot of sushi.
2: Um,
1: I eat a decent amount of pizza still, because, um, you know, pop
0: um <laughs> of course.
1: And I love the fuck out of uh any usually any Mexican food, tacos for sure, sober or high. I'm always gonna be down for tacos. If I'm high though, I can get like really down for tacos. Um <laughs> like, aggressively down for tacos. Um <laughs> And, yeah, those are usually my, what I frequent, I feel like, when I look at, like, if I pull up Postmates and see, like, what I've ordered much, most of the time recently, I feel like it was either, um, usually a lot of poke, or sushi, or, um, breakfast burritos.
2: Nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how can you not be down for tacos, though? It's tacos.
1: Like, Always good. Never fail you.
0: True. Even if it's a shitty taco, it's still
1: good. It's still a good taco. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, mm-hmm. of the songs that you guys have recorded, which was your favorite song
1: to play? Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite Norfolk song has, is still um, or has always been and still is the original acoustic version of Cardinals, um, which I am not on at all. Um, I don't play a single note in that entire song because it's an acoustic song that Cody wrote, and I think it is a really fucking wonderful song. Obviously, we just released it; we're re-released it as a full band song, so now I play on it, um, and it's, it's and I really like how it came out um, that way too. Like, I really love that. It's, that's probably one of my favorites. As far as the already released stuff, I really love. I mean, our uh, brand new, our like original like single that. Um, did pretty well. Um, I like Brand New, still quite a bit, and Air Looming off that first EP. Um, and then again, I love Cardinals. Um, and then from the Weatherman EP, um, we're actually redoing the song Fingers Crossed for this album um, to put it on the album as well. So I've always really liked that song and that has such a like cool early like 90s rock feel to me that I really like. Um, and yeah. Um, and then Vice Versa is just a really fun pop-punk song. Um, so, uh, yeah, those are some of my, uh, yeah, I I guess I listed a decent number of our already released songs, so, well, (laughs) shit, man, I do, I I guess I like my band, sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. So, you moved from Texas to California, have you visited Mm -hmm. anywhere else that you really liked?
1: Yeah, so, um... Other than that, I mean, as far as, yeah, as far as places, just, yeah, obviously I, I live in LA and I like, I do, I like to live in here. And I went, I lived in Austin before when I was in college, loved that too. As far as other places I've gone that I've liked, um, did my first like official international vacation last year and went to Europe, went to London, um, Paris and Barcelona. And those were all really cool. I really liked all those places, um, particularly Paris and London. Um, I go to Toronto every year for work. A normal year not happening this year for the Toronto Film Festival, and I always love going there. Um, and I go to Sundance too, but it's always really freaking cold, and I don't love that. I don't love the cold and having to wear <laughs> tons of layers. So it's like, yes, I. I mean, it's like kind of it's pretty, but also it's cold. Um. Yeah. So yeah, and um, anytime I get to travel to back to Austin for work, I'm always really happy to do that too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But there's plenty of places I want to go and um, had plans to do, you know, several trips this summer and uh, those
2: got uh, screwed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah.
0: It is what it is at this point. Also, if y'all hear me like constantly just cracking up, you can't see his face, but I can every time it beeps. (laughs) there's one thing you could do differently from your past or your life or what would it be besides switching where that alarm is
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean if I could put yeah if I could pick my room differently in the house um no I wouldn't we have a nice room Uh, um you have the biggest room in the house I can't complain um (laughs) let's see what would I do differently in my life um learn a second instrument maybe, um, at the, you know, when I was still young enough to actually like want to learn it. Cause now anytime I've tried to do that, I'm always like, oh, well shit. Like I'm at ground zero here. I'm already like decently okay at this one thing. I'm not saying I'm great at drums. I'm serviceable. Um, but, uh, I, I know enough about it that like, I know what I'm doing. And then I like, when I bought that guitar, I was like, this is all new to me. I don't know how to do this. Um, and then I stopped and I gave up. And so that's been my biggest thing with music uh, since then. Is I just don't haven't like really had the urge to really learn anything new because I just don't want to deal with the learning curve. And that's sort of me with a lot of things in life. Um, So yeah, uh, things I would change. I would like to probably learn a new instrument. Um, Other things I would change. Um, Not much I can really think of, but I'm like, oh, I would do that differently because I feel like anything that you know, anything you do in your life. Is some way directly responsible for getting you where you are now, and as stands I'm pretty content and happy with my life as it exists, so I can't like uh, uh I can't complain too much. Um, but yeah, I think that that would be more my thing is when I was a younger person that was more willing to you know, when I was a teenager willing to learn stuff, I wish I'd taken the time to maybe learn some more things and actively do so at a time when I would have been more kind of receptive to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was a very broad and vague answer, but, um.
0: No, you know. I mean, you, you got kind of specific with, like, picking up another instrument. Yeah. So I know we discussed this last time, um, but obviously they can't hear it because I don't know how to function Zoom. So... <laughs> You said you did mention you go to the film festival. You go to Sundance. What is your major? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you can believe it, um, I studied accounting in school. Um, <laughs> no, I was a. <laughs> I have a an engineer. Film.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, electrical. Um, <laughs> I um, no, I have a film degree from uh, from UT Austin. So. Uh, or, sorry, a radio television film degree. A bachelor's of science, mind you. I don't understand how the fuck they did, got to that in that degree description, but I do have a bachelor's <laughs> of science in movies.
0: <laughs> it's a science yeah. show
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: So, final question of the night, evening for you. Um, any tips for artists out there? Especially, like, during these times, if, like, I know a lot of people are stressing because they can't put shows on or mm-hmm. things like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I've, I mean, I, I you know, I, I hear a lot of that same stuff from my friends and, and, you know, so the thing that was, this kind of always been, yeah, I mean, COVID shut down the music industry entirely um, for everybody. Um, and, you know, and it, it sucks. Cause like, besides, um, besides Northlet, I am in, you know, a couple different bands out here as well. And, you know, bands that we're really kind of starting to see um, some progress and really like getting some good opportunities coming up getting some cool really cool shows booked. you know gonna be going to the studio so like some really cool stuff is gonna be happening and then this happened and everything is just tanked which sucks um, but for me my the way I've always treated it and you know that's why it's been honestly that's why it's great to have kind of a band like North during this time for us because it's like it is a band that can still totally function in this kind of environment because this is how it's always functioned, um, which is nice. Um, because otherwise, I mean, it's, it's easy to get disheartened during all this, but I mean, ultimately, like, I think everything's gonna come back, it's gonna take time to come back. And like, but I think that there is, you know, other ways to apply creative energies, you know, now between people doing Zoom performances and you know, figuring out people doing live streams of stuff, um. I think there's still ways to be creative and just work on stuff and write. And, um, you know, and it helps to just, I think for me, what's always helped for me uh, with music and trying is is not trying to put too much pressure on it. Um, And, you know, still like I work a full-time other job that is, you know, still to me like a career. Um, And as much as I love music and would love to be a full-time musician, i have to you know at the end of the day i have to remember like i still love what i'm doing just because it's like a thing i love and i don't want to always you know i I never want to put the pressure on music to be this thing that has to like make me super rich and famous because odds are it won't um so um i mean the realistic odds and i am a realistic person is that it will not and so um at the end, I just have to remember that I love doing this because I love doing this. Um, which is also the way I justify how fucking ungodly expensive the instrument of drums are. Um, and I have to be a yes, you 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 do you do love this. Thankfully, um, a thing that has been a nice about getting out here compared to other places is like a lot of venues do back have backline drums, which aren't always the best quality, but I don't have to bring all my gear to the show, which is nice. The times I have suck and make me very unhappy and really made me be like why did you choose this instrument go learn guitar um so um but that being said would i lug my gear to a show to play it right now absolutely fucking not we're still in the middle of a pandemic but (laughs) is the idea of that nice maybe um and where did I start with this answer? God, I kinda went <laughs> off track there. But basically the thing for me is I just keep the perspective of, you know, in at the end of the day, enjoying it. And never like and if I ever feel like I'm not enjoying it, that's where I'm gonna have the issue of like, okay, like, you know, rethink what you're doing here. But um you know, and just thinking like it sucks that what's bands the, this is kind of really hindered progress. I mean even for Norfolk, like I said, it kinda has too. And It sucks, but we're still gonna you know as long as we're still able to work on stuff in some capacity, even if it's not playing shows, if it's still just writing together and you know figuring out ways to be creative. And I think you have there are plenty of possibilities like between all the different ways we can communicate uh, remotely. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's just the it's just the important is to keep the perspective like not get too negative on it, even though I know it's really easy to.
2: Um, Yeah. Awesome. I think I gave you,
1: like, three different answers to that
2: question. You sure
0: question.
1: did, that's okay. They could and I don't, I, that's and I, I, don't, I don't have a clue where one of them started, one of them ended, and who knows, <laughs> it was a fucking mess. Um, I'm great <laughs> at articulating my thoughts.
0: <laughs> it's, that's okay, you know, that happens. And honestly, yeah. that's my brain 90% of the time. So Look, like people I don't ask out. me to
1: do this very often, okay, so.
0: <laughs> you know, and... The second try was just as good as the first try. so everyone Yeah, great. <laughs> we did try this once already, and I don't know how to operate Zoom, apparently, and the whole video recorded, but no fucking audio, and Taylor nope. was so nice and agreed to put up with me <laughs> and actually having it work this time.
1: You were, just, but... you were willing to give another round of my fucking long-winded, kind of pointless answers, so... <laughs>
0: good practice it's okay <laughs> but thank you so much again sure. for putting up with me after this interview everyone you will be hearing another one of their most recent releases which is the one that is on the beer can because
1: still know. bloom yeah. <laughs> yes
2: our, our
1: that our beer can I, I I tried to get Cody to name it the beer can song but he uh you know he's like no that means nothing <laughs> I want to name it yeah, I wanted to name it Our Beer Song, but, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> he was not down for it.
1: <laughs>
0: no. All right, well, oh shit, I almost dropped the fucking thing. All right, well, thank you, Taylor, so much, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm tired. It is about to be 10 o'clock here. I feel like a grandma.
2: <laughs> but thank you so
0: much. Have a good night, and I'll catch y'all on the next one.
2: Thank you.